Welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast, where new life in Christ is celebrated and we explore together how to live the Christian life with excellence. Thanks for listening today. You can find our podcasts at nllutheranpodcast.com. You can also subscribe on Podbeam, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music. If you have any questions for Pastor Eric or would like to suggest topics for our podcast, you can email Pastor Eric at eric, E-R-I-K, dot Anderson at nllutheran.com. Welcome back to the New Life Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Ben, and with me as always is Pastor Eric, our discipleship pastor here at New Life. And over the past three weeks, we have made it our goal to equip you to lead or even just utilize your life group to its fullest potential. And as we've been doing this, we have been talking about a number of things. We've been having a number of conversations about life groups, ranging all the way from leading to reading. And if you missed any of those, I encourage you to go back and get connected so you can get everything that we really have to offer in those settings and really help to uh, equip you in a better way. But today we're going to move on in our conversation, and we're going to have a conversation about conversations. So let's start with a a little softball question for you, Pastor Eric. Mm -hmm. Why are conversations so important? Yeah, so um, when we think about having conversations and when we think about talking to one another, um, as Christians, um, we have a particular, we have a particularly strong vested interest in conversing with one another. And the reason is because we have, uh, theologically, we have a God who speaks. He spoke and created the world and everything in it. He spoke to Adam and Eve. He delivers to us um, his expectations and his presence and his grace and his gospel to us through speaking. Uh, Christ, Jesus, is the word of God. So he's the word that God spoke in creation. He's the word of God who put on flesh. So talking is central to God and is central to what he does. And he created us as communicative beings. So he created us in such a way uh, that um, speaking to and communicating to one another is the central act of, of how we operate in the world. We are, we are um, creatures of uh, community, and so we need to be in contact with other humans. Um, we need to support and love and care for one another, help one another out, and we do that uh, primarily through communicating and talking to one another. So it's central to who God is, and it's central to who uh, we are as people. Uh, so, communi- so, so conversations, they communicate um, meaning to us. Um, they communicate value um, to people. Uh, the feeling of loneliness is one of the worst feelings um, and leads to depression and all sorts of horrible things. And we know that when people have healthy relationships with other humans, that um, the rates of depression and mental illness go down significantly. So um, we just know all across the board, theologically from scripture, Uh, speaking is important, um, because God speaks, Jesus is the word of God is, is, is God's words, um, made flesh. And, uh, and we know through lived experience that words are important and conversation is important. And we know, um, through data, through scientific data that, 
um, communication and words are important to us. So all in around, um, conversations are kind of the central thing that we do um, in our life uh, beyond anything else. Um, and conversations are some of the first things that we learn how to do. Uh, communicating is some of the, one of the first things we learn how to do. Um, it's one of the first things that we do out of the womb, right? Babies cry for their mothers when they're hungry. Um, so we communicate early on, even when we can't do much else. And then even to the end of our lives where we can't do much else, we still can communicate usually. So um, it's central to our life. It's central to our world. It's central to the human experience. It's central to God. Um, so conversations are the the natural outcome of speaking words is having conversations with one another. So they're the ways that we grow. They're the ways that we mature. Um, they're the ways that we work together to do things. Uh, we have to be able to communicate in order to actually put action um, and put our feet to the streets and do things. Um, so it's just central. I mean, conversation is for the Christian um, is everything. So we see how important conversations are and how essential they are to us as humanity. And even though we've been doing this since we were little kids, trying to communicate to our mom or dad for what we want, uh, most of us still aren't very skilled at this. It's still something that we need to tone to utilize better. So how about you help us understand what is kind of some some core ways that we can be better at being conversationalists in our lives? Mm. Yeah, so the rub that we hit is when um, we understand the importance of conversation, but... um, when you enter into conversations, lots of times they're really awkward uh, because we have different ways of communicating. People um, have different nonverbal cues. Uh, we come from families that have particular ways of communicating. So communication is messy um, and having conversations is kind of a messy thing that we do because we it's not clear. It's not precise. And it's actually one of the great mysteries. Um, and we talked about this last week with uh, talking about scripture, it's one of the great mysteries of of God. We don't really know why he chose um, such a soft, um, imprecise way to communicate to us, like using human language in the scripture, uh, but also why he chose such an imprecise way to communicate the gospel. Because we know from Romans that people cannot be saved without hearing the gospel, and they can't hear the gospel unless there's a preacher, unless there's somebody to proclaim the gospel to them. And that doesn't mean like a Sunday morning, you know, like one of us preacher, but just somebody to tell them about Jesus and tell them the gospel. Um, without without somebody telling them, they can't come to faith at all. They can't be saved without hearing the gospel. They can't hear the gospel without somebody telling them the gospel. So God, for whatever reason, has chosen this really like imprecise way um, and kind of an awkward way to save humans, to rescue us um, and to uh, speak to us, to reveal himself in the scriptures. So um, that's actually just one of the great difficulties and one of the great mysteries of the Christian life that we have to, we have to converse with other people. We have to use um, language and conversation that is such a hard, awkward, strange, messy place to get into. And I am one of those that I would much rather like not have conversations with people and just like read books than have conversation um, with people because it's sometimes so, so awkward. So um, when, when it comes to leading a life group, we are 
one of the primary tools of a life group is conversation. Um, most of your most of the activity of your life group is going to be having conversations with one another and kind of exploring what God is doing with one another, which is what we'll talk about later in this episode. Um, and so what I want to do is, is uh, what we want to do today is give you some tools to kind of learn how to communicate well and how to have really great um, conversations. So um, the best tool that we have to have good conversations is something called active listening. And uh, this is something that you'll learn um, if you do any sort of like sales work, if you do any sort of customer service work. Um, you'll learn about active listening. And so I want to kind of give you some tools to think about uh, and to start practicing in all the conversations that you have uh, because it'll actually help you have better conversations. It will actually help you be able to have better spiritual conversations, which again is what we'll talk about later. Um, So with active listening, um, the first thing that we need to do when we listen to somebody actively is to just actually listen to them. Um, so don't be thinking about, um, your work email. Don't be thinking about, uh, your to-do list when you get home. If you're having a conversation with somebody, actually just listen to them, uh, and, and, and treat them and what they're saying, um, as if it were important, right? As if it were urgent that you hear what they had to say. Uh, because if you actually listen to somebody, they will feel like you're actually listening to them and the conversation will be better. You'll be able to respond better. You won't be caught off guard um, if they finish their sentence and then you realize that they asked you a question and you have no idea what they were talking about. Um, Just actually listen to them. So that's kind of the first step of active listening is actually listen to what the other person's saying. So in your life group, if someone is sharing about something, um, be engaged, right? Actually listen to them and what they're saying. Uh, But to do that... um, there are some tools that you can use to actually listen well. Um, the first one is be interested in what they're saying. Uh, so you can always learn f- something from somebody. Uh, somebody has experiences that you don't have. And uh, Jesus has died for the person that you're speaking to. Like Jesus loved that person so much um, that he went to the cross for them. And so obviously God has given that person a lot of value and a lot of worth. Um, and so they may be kind of weird. They may be kind of awkward. Um, but you can still learn something from them and you can still be interested in what they have to say. So um, that's kind of my first tip um, when it comes to, to learning to actually listen to people is, is be interested in people. Be excited to learn about people. Be excited to learn from people. Um, even if they're talking about little silly things like their kids or grandkids baseball game or basketball game or whatever, like be interested in that. Cause that's important to that person. Um, and that person is, is valuable. That person is important. So, uh, be excited to learn from other people. Don't just try to, uh, wait till they're done talking so that you can share your thing or whatever's going on. Uh, actually be interested in what someone else has to say. So that's kind of the first thing. Uh, the second thing uh, that I would say is, uh, make good eye contact. So, when we um, look at our phones while we're talking to people, that's um, communicating to them that we don't uh, really want to listen to them, if those sorts of things. So uh, just make eye contact with that person. That'll actually help you uh, listen to them. That'll help you remember what they say. That'll help you be engaged. Um, so that's a that's a physical thing that you can do is make eye contact with them. Um, and that will help you actually listen to them better overall. 
And then the last thing, and probably the most important thing, is asking really good um, follow-up questions. Um, so we talked last week about asking good questions about Scripture, about the Bible. Um, those those same kind of like guidelines, uh, that kind of threefold pattern of observation, interpretation, and application can actually apply to asking questions about people's lives and what's going on with them. Um, ask open-ended questions, who, what, where, when, why. Um, keep asking and probing what's going on in, in the situation. Um, when someone has something to say, uh, ask really good follow-up questions. If they say something you don't know what it means, ask that, hey, I did use that word or you referenced that, that um, uh, your, your workplace. I don't know, you know what that is. What do you do there? How does that, um, how, what is it like there? Do you enjoy working there? All those types of questions. Um, you can follow up, just follow up with other questions. And I'll tell you what, um, those times where I'm really on my game um, and asking good follow-up questions, it's never a bad conversation because people always want to share, um, they always want to share more about themselves. So they always want to share what's going on in their lives and they like talking about themselves. So just keep them talking about themselves. Um, and that way you learn more about them. You learn more about their situation um, and you will walk away and they will feel like they had the best conversation ever and you'll feel like you had a pretty good conversation too. So um, think about uh, those open-ended questions, who, what, where, when, why. Uh, really use those kind of observation questions that we talked about when you're reading scripture last week uh, because that'll help you learn about them. It'll help them process whatever's going on in their life. Um, and it'll help you have a really great conversation is if, if you just keep asking questions, just keep asking good questions. Um, that's a big thing. So when it comes to having conversations, um, those are a couple of quick tips that I try to teach all of our life group leaders um, that when you're having a conversation, um, listen to them, actually listen to them, be interested in what they're saying, try to learn something from them, uh, keep eye contact with them and uh, ask really good follow-up questions. Those are three tools, three keys uh, to having really, really great conversation. As you heard those, you might have heard those before. Maybe it was like sales, like like Pastor Eric had mentioned. Maybe it was a pre-marriage education course, or maybe some other college course you took, or maybe just as you've experienced life, you realized what it takes to be a good listener, where you've fallen short, and where you can improve by your interactions with other people. But we want to take it a step further. We want to take those, those healthy conversations, those better ways to communicate with each other, and we want to connect them with our conversations about God. So, Pastor Eric, how do we take well-orchestrated conversations mm -hmm. and connect them into the reality of how God interacts with us? Yeah, oh, that's a great question. First of all, um, for our listeners listening in, at the time of recording this, Pastor Ben is very sick. So, so he's speaking um, much less than he normally does, and he's not going to be, and he's not chiming in as much. Um, I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting this episode because he's not feeling super great. So, if you're wondering why this might just kind of feel like an interview this time around, that's why. It's because um, he's working through something. So, uh, forgive, forgive us for that, and uh, pray that he feels better soon. Although hopefully by the time this is published, you'll be, you'll be fine. Cause that'll be next week as of this recording. Um, yeah. So when we talk about, uh, again, when we start thinking about having conversations, um, this is what I like to call these spiritual, these are spiritual conversations that we're having. 
when we start getting out of the small talk world, um, which is which is fine. Small talk is fine. Um, but when we get out of the small talk world and we start engaging and asking questions about how God is working in our lives, um, that's when we get into the realm of spiritual conversations. And that's really going to be like... Um, that's going to be the hard work of life groups. Um, fellowship is great. Small talk is great. We need to be doing those. That's how you build relationships and, and enjoy one another. Um, but spiritual conversations is really what we're trying to get to, is helping people learn and see and identify um, where God is working in their life. So that's um, that's the that's the goal of a spiritual conversation is to identify where God is in this event or this activity or this relationship or this, where God is in your life or in the life of the person that you're talking to. How is God working in that person? Uh, that's the, that's the goal of a spiritual conversation. So, and that can be through good things that go on in people's lives, uh, through bad things that go on in people's lives. Um, the, the, what we're trying to get to is to help people become aware of God's work in their life. That's the goal of spiritual conversations. Uh, become aware of God's work in in their life. And that's really uh, really what I try to do as a pastor. So really, this kind of work is the work of the pastor. Um, when people come in for counseling or anything like that, conversation, um, when they need some help, thinking through issues in their life, really all I'm trying to do is help them see where God is at work help them identify that, um, and then, uh, pray, um, into that and actually like speak to God and try to engage with God, um, through that part of their life, um, through that struggle or that good thing that's going on. So, um, that's really what I try to do, um, as a pastor. And this is what we're trying to do with spiritual conversations. So the first thing this requires, um, it requires us to have good conversations like we talked about before, but the extra ingredient in spiritual conversations is we have to be able to recognize where God is at work. So that um, forces us, we must, and this is again, um, we talked about this a little bit last week. I, I don't want you to be scared by this word. Um, this is where we need to start thinking theologically. I want, I want you to be able to think um, and not be, not, not like, not have a theology degree. I don't want you to be able to talk about systematic theology. I don't want you to be able to, I don't, I don't need you to be able to do that. What, what we need from each other as Christians is for us to be able to think about God and talk about God well, which is all theology is, is talking about God. Um, so we need to start, we need to learn how to think um, theologically and again, I kind of referenced this last week, but I'll, we'll spend a little bit more time on it. Now, every single one of us has ideas about God, and we all talk about God in particular ways. Um, even atheists talk about God in particular ways. So we all have a theology. We all have a way that we talk about God, and we all have beliefs about God. So we all think about God, and we all believe things about him and how he works, and so that makes every single one of us theologians. We are all theologians, um, whether we know it or not. Um, so saying things like, well, God has a plan 
that is a theological statement. You are you are doing the work of a theologian by saying that and thinking that and believing that, um, and and doing um, and continuing on in your life or responding to th- events in your life because of that um, idea. So we all do the work of th- of the theologian. We all do the work of theology. The hard thing is is for us to learn how God actually works according to Scripture. And then be able to identify that um, in in our, the world around us. So, it is important for us to kind of get a grasp on scripture and start to dive into scripture in order to do this well. And the way that um, the metaphor that I've used for this is um, learning a language. So, my two and a half year old, um, his ve- his vocabulary is growing, and what we didn't do is we didn't give him. Uh, the Oxford English Dictionary and a uh, English grammar book and say, okay, kid, learn how to speak English. Uh, that's not how he learned to speak English. He learned, he's learning English by being immersed in it, by being spoken to, uh, by uh, learning, um, learning some small words that can develop into bigger words. Uh, my two and a half year old is starting to put sentences together and he's learning how to do that not by us like teaching him, not by flashcards or grammar books or anything like that, but by simply being immersed in the language. My wife and I speak it at home. We talk to him. We read books to him. We do all this kind of stuff. And he slowly learns how to speak the language. And that's what it is. Um, it's the same thing when we, when we start learning how God works in our life and in the lives of others and how when we start thinking about God and um, kind of doing this work of thinking theologically. So scripture is a place that we kind of learn that first language. Scripture is a place that we are immersed in how God works. We learn the language of God. We learn how he operates in the world. And so then we, when we um, are out in the world or when we're in our life and we see something or experience something, feel something, um, hear something, we can begin to process it um, based on uh, the, the scriptures, based on how God has spoken and dealt with humans in the past. Um, and that allows us to be able to identify where God works in the present. Um, so it's a lot like learning a language. So we dive into scriptures. We begin to cultivate um, our kind of first language about how God works and some of the basis about how God works. And that way we can identify him in the world world around us. So we are all theologians. And for the Christian theologian, we must dive into scripture and learn that, um, kind of learn that world and begin to live in that world so that we can identify him as he works outside. Um, so we need to learn to talk about God. We need to learn to talk about God in the way that he talks about himself in scripture. So, um, I'm going to, challenge you, going to give you a challenge, um, and then give you an encouragement. The first, the challenge that I want to give you is to try to get rid of um, idioms as you talk about God. So things like, God won't give you more than you can handle. Or if God brought you to it, he'll get you through it. Those um, are not found in scripture. Uh, Those are not in the Bible. Um, And uh, I think that at least one of those is um, really, really incorrect. Uh, other things like everything happens for a reason. Well, God does not will sin. So, right, like you were not abused 
because God had some plan and so he caused you to be abused. That's not how God works. God cannot will sin. Um, or God helps those who help themselves. All these kinds of idioms um, that we use that are kind of like pop theology uh, that people just kind of like quote them and then they move on. And I hear them in the church too. Uh, we need to try to get rid of those in our vocabulary. We have to just stop using um, those kinds of idioms uh, because they're they're not true. And so there are a handful of them. Um, those are just the ones that I, um, as I was kind of writing an outline for this, um, those are just the ones that popped into my head first. But there are lots of idioms like that. And so I want us to get rid of those idioms. So that's kind of your, your challenge. If you kind of live by any of those idioms, um, toss them, get rid of them. Um, and instead, uh, begin to dwell on and think about what God has done and is doing as we see them in the scriptures, which um, the big story of scripture is this, that God created a good world and humans rebelled against God because they wanted what God had, which was the ability to discern, uh, to decide for themselves what was right and what is wrong. And so they were cast out of uh, God's presence and God began a rescue plan. So he is rescuing humanity and he rescues humanity through the person of Jesus Christ. Christ comes to us um, today through a proclamation. So someone has to tell us about Jesus in order to awaken us, to make us be able to have faith in him. And we, um, we save other people by proclaiming Jesus Christ to them. And God continues to save us and to rescue us through telling each other about the gospel and forgiving each other for our sins. And God is making us more like Christ through the Holy Spirit, not necessarily through our effort. In fact, more often than not, our effort causes us um, to mess that up. But God is making us more like Christ through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God's personal presence in us. And he always points us and speaks to us about Jesus Christ. Um, hard things are in the um, hard things come to us through the world, the flesh and the devil. God does not cause um, sin. He does not cause evil. Um, the world, the flesh and the devil um, do those things to us. And God uses those hard things and he uses the struggle that we go through to draw us uh, to faith in him and to make us more like Christ. And Christ will return um, to resurrect us and to make all things new, heaven and earth. That's the big story. What God is not concerned with um, right now, God is not in the business of punishing um, people for their sins. He's in the business of rescuing people. He's recreating the whole world in Jesus Christ. And the problem is if you are not found in Christ, then you do not get to participate in the new create the new, the new heaven and the new earth. The way that we are in Christ is by trusting in the promises that God makes to us through Jesus Christ. That's faith. That's having faith. 
And we have faith by being told. God has ordained that we must be told what Jesus has done so that we can have faith in it. If idioms or ideas about God fall outside of that, we need to try to get rid of them uh, because they they don't work for us. So, we need to make sure that if we have an opinion, um, it that we know where it comes from, right? So I think that a lot of people, maybe some people hearing this, might have thought that God won't give you more than you can handle is in the Bible or something similar to it. There's nothing like it in the Bible. Um, they may have thought that everything happens for a reason is in the Bible, and it's not. They may have thought that God helps those who help themselves in the Bible, and it's not. So we need to make sure that if we have an opinion or if we are operating uh, with an idea about God, that we at least have some understanding of where it comes from. Um, We can know where we get that idea. Um, So that's going to be the important thing that we do as we begin to speak to one another and talk about what God is doing in our lives. We need to be able to know how to discern Um, if something is from God or if it's not from God. Um, And we need to be able to to engage in that kind of conversation. So as we, in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the things that we do in life groups, life sharing, intentional caring, faithful living, and encouraged calling. Um, As we do that, we need to make sure that we understand uh, the whole story, God's grand plan. Um, And we need to make sure that the way that we are encouraging and talking about God fits within um, that particular scheme. And so this is where, again, um, we can start using that kind of law and gospel language um, that there are, uh, that's the way that God speaks to us is through the law, through commands, and through the gospel, through promises. Um, so we can understand that when we are feeling convicted or bad about something, oftentimes that's the law operating on us. And even if that law doesn't directly come from God, it can still do the work of the law. Um, so I like to say that... Um, social media and some of those things, they're like law machines, man. They just like, they are cultivating in us the feelings of inadequacy. They're cultivating in us the fear of missing out. They are cultivating within us a comparison uh, that we are not good enough. That is just the law working on us so hard. Um, And so we need to be able to understand that when we are feeling disgruntled about our spouse or disgruntled about our work, um, sometimes that's the law working on us. And what we need to hear is the gospel. And so we can have conversations about Christ and what he promises to us. Um, We need to tell each other about what Jesus has promised to us so that we can have the opportunity to have faith. Um, So we can begin to use that kind of law and gospel scheme that to think about um, the work of God in our lives. Um, And so, and so we need to be able to, to think about God's work in our life in our world from this perspective. not uh, We need to kind of try to get rid of pop theology, and we need to understand that God is recreating. He's rescuing us from, from the world, from the devil, from our flesh. He's recreating all things. He's starting with us inside. He's starting with our spirits, with new hearts and new spirits, and um, he's making all things new, and we are found in Christ spiritually because of um, our faith, because of the things that God has promised us and we trust in those. So we need to begin to uh, see that work in our lives. As we come to hard things and good things, um, we need to kind of resist the desire to make it all like uh, 
a kind of determinism that God has determined that um, you lose your job. God has determined to do uh, the, you know, whatever it might be. Um, we need to kind of resist that temptation to try to like explain away hard things and instead ask the question, okay, how is God operating on me through this hard thing that I found myself in? How is he giving me promises? How is this an opportunity to have faith? How is this an opportunity to draw close to God? How is this an opportunity to trust in Jesus? Um, and how is how is God um, making me more like Christ through this thing? Um, so those are kind of the conversations that we can start having instead of just trying to say, oh, well, God has a plan. So keep, you know, keep going, keep working, keep trying hard. Because frankly, those things just don't, um, uh, they, they don't, they don't play out. Um, in scripture as we like to see. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we're doing when we um, have these kinds of conversations, these kind of spiritual conversations is we're trying to find ourselves. um, We're trying to find where God is working in, in, um, in our lives and in the things that are going on around us. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, We hope that you have been equipped this week to feel ready to have real conversations with real people about things that really matter. And we're looking forward to connecting with you again next week as we continue this conversation and really dive into a deeper element of conversation, which is life sharing. Until next time, I'm Pastor Ben, and with me as always is Pastor Eric, and we look forward to continuing this thought process next week with you. We'll see you then.